Vinny, last night my kids are asking me, why, Dad, why are you pointing at your wrist every time he shoots and makes it? It's name time. What? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I don't get it. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Decision Wisconsin, countdown to the RNC. Wisconsin's afternoon news host, John Mercure, leads our latest podcast as we look ahead to the Republican National Convention coming to Milwaukee in the summer. Now, in this episode, we really start getting our arms around how many people are going to be coming to Milwaukee for this event. And if you've thought about trying to make a buck yourself... Off the influx of visitors. Popular way to do that might be to rent out your place. Yep, there you go. Yep. Here's John Mercure talking with Mark Cass, editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal, and Charles Benson, chief political reporter for TMJ4 News. The media presence right. is, I mean, we've had a baseball all-star game. We've yeah. had big events. But the media presence that's going to be here, this is largely the big, right. literally the biggest media event that will happen next year, these two conventions. The media in town, Charles is going to be extraordinary. Extraordinary, and they're going to take over certain places because they're going to have like a footprint. Uh, you know, we're in the football season, so think game day, right? The game day you see on a college campus or at a particular location. Now you have uh, all the networks, all the cables, even uh, the Washington Post, the New York Times. They're all going to have big footprints uh, to either showcase what they're doing or bring in people to help talk about what's happening here. Uh, in the city and in the state. So uh, it's on a scale like you've never seen, and it happens Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday is, you know, they're they're all leaving town, but they're still the what happened during those final four days. So there will be a lot of activity. And I was impressed, or I was, I guess, I also kind of kind of amazed at even for the thing we had a couple of weeks ago with the debate. They were just here from America. They were from all over the world. They yeah. were from people here from from London, from Eng, you know, I mean, from Egypt. They were everywhere, and they were out on the plaza. Not as large as it was, as would be next year, but they were lined up all through the plaza. They had them all set up, and there were just so many media here only for that. Think about obviously next year when the convention comes. I mean, they're going to rent out. They're going to rent out space all around the arena. All those restaurants have the opportunity to get rent it out for the whole week. Mark, we've talked a lot about hotel space in our city. Yeah. Last time when we had kind of the convention, and now this time, hotel space. Will there be the opportunity for VRBO, Airbnb? Will people who own the penthouses in Cudahy Towers, will people who own houses in Pewaukee... In Menominee Falls, are you asking, John? Is that the, <laughs> that's kind of the question I'm he's getting for to. a friend. Just asking for a friend, aren't you? <laughs> for a friend. Yeah, yeah. Can we, I mean, can people rent out their houses? Yeah, yes. Will that be a thing? It will. It won't be to the official state stuff because all they'll be at all, they'll be at all of the of the hotels. But for others who come in, sure. I mean, I've seen it. I saw it last time. There were homes. There were smaller hotels. There were places that were going to be rented out through whether it was whether it was whether 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 I mean whether whether it was a lobbyist, whether it was a company, whether it was executives. Yes, I mean. The, There'll be opportunities for some really good money. So, John, you might want to think about a vacation. That <laughs> yeah. kind of that I'm going to throw that fresh coat of paint down. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of folks at least thinking about that. So if you are, the entire podcast is up right now at WTMJ.com. That's Countdown to the RNC. 7.15, Brandon Snide's got sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks tipped off the start of their season at Pfizer Forum on Thursday night. Damian Lillard making his Bucks debut, and he certainly did not disappoint. Lillard, step back three, on the way, got it! Damian Lillard, 
Welcome to the Cream City. Game time has arrived with 107 to go. Vinny, last night my kids are asking me, why, Dad, why are you pointing at your wrist every time he shoots and makes it? It's game time. What? <laughs> They're like, I don't get it. <laughs> That's, I like that. I had to explain it to him. Oh, Is that dad. a dad joke? A little bit. Yeah, like he's, my fourteen-year-old's like, I, I still don't get it. I'm like, no, yeah. they need to join in now. Get on the YouTube. Time. Yeah, get on your phone. You're always on your phone. Dave Kane on the call there as Dame Time knocks down at three late as they go on for the 118-117 win over the 76ers. Lillard with the historic performance, dropping 39 points, setting a franchise record for most points in a debut performance. I came in knowing what was expected of me. You know, when these type of situations came, and um, I've been in enough, enough of those situations where I know it's probably not going to always be me making a shot or taking a shot, but, um, you know, they, they're encouraging me to be the person to take control and make decisions and, you know, decide what's going to happen in those moments, and uh, that's, that's what I'm here to do. Giannis also having himself a solid night, adding 23 points and 13 rebounds, and with the win, it was the first victory in the head coaching career of Adrian Griffin. Uh, I said a lot, lot to learn as a head coach. thought we did some really good stuff. I'm probably my toughest critic. You know, it's, I'm, I'm fortunate to be in the seat. You know, to start the season, that's toughest as it gets, you know. It's not about me, but I'm, I'm really fortunate to to be the head coach. But uh, we got we got a lot of work to do. The Bucks will be back in action Sunday night as they host the Atlanta Hawks. The Green Bay Packers will welcome in the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday afternoon. Head coach Matt LaFleur on working to get his offense back on track with quarterback Jordan Love. I think it's it's important for all quarterbacks, and I think we're, we're still uh, developing that rapport with him and, and our receiving core. And um, The one thing I'll tell you is we got a, a lot of confidence in all those guys that when called upon, they're going to make the play. And, um, you know, we just got to – I think the more they play, the better that everybody's going to get, and they're going to gel together – the further we get on into the season. The Packers got some encouraging news at practice on Thursday for their offense. Running back Aaron Jones, after missing Wednesday's practice, he returned to action. Kickoff is all set for noon on Sunday with coverage beginning right here on WTMJ at 9 a.m. And lastly, week eight of the NFL season kicked off last night as the Buffalo Bills take down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by a final of 24 to 18. The U.S. conducted airstrikes overnight, hitting targets in Syria. We'll tell you why that happened. We're going to get you the latest in a moment on the continued search for U.S. Army reservist accused of killing 18 people in Maine. He is still presumably on the run this morning, looking more like a coordinated attack as opposed to a momentary meltdown of a guy who just snapped. But first, want to get you this, the Pentagon announcing that U.S. fighters hit two sites in Syria with known ties to Iran. With everything going on in Israel right now, the United States would like to let Iran know that if they attack our people in Syria or Iraq, that they're going to be hit hard. And I think that's what we did, and it was the right message to send. That's ABC News contributor Mike Mulroy. The strikes apparently in retaliation for drone attacks on U.S. troops serving in Iraq and Syria. They were carried out by U.S. Air Force F-16s on both an ammunition storage facility and a weapons storage area. That, according to the Pentagon, there's video as well if you're watching the national shows this morning on TV. The U.S. also insisting it did not notify nor coordinate with Israel on this airstrike, looking to separate out U.S. support for the war against Hamas terrorists and incidents wherein U.S. interests, our troops, our contractors have come under direct attack. thought that was an important message to convey. This, These are separate things as the U.S. sees them. Um, 
So that is out there this morning, now shifting to the manhunt ongoing here at home. Shelter in place remains for portions of Maine in Lewiston. This after that mass shooting earlier in the week. 18 people dead, more than a dozen, a dozen others injured as they continue to search for Robert Carr. Two counties remained under shelter-in-place advisories this morning. Schools and businesses are closed as far as 50 miles from the shooting scenes. The Coast Guard also joined the manhunt, searching the waterways leading to the Atlantic after Card's Subaru was found near a river boat launch. Card does have a boat registered in his name. Canadian border officials issued an alert to officers along the border, warning them to be on the lookout. Yeah, so the car abandoned. They believe he has a boat that he may be on. The Coast Guard now knows about it. Card remains armed and dangerous, they say, although they did find a gun in the car. They're trying to figure out if that was one of the ones that was used now. Now, CBS and others reporting that a breakup may have played a role in why he shot up a bowling alley in a restaurant. Intelligence sources are telling CBS News that they believe that that recent breakup may have been a significant destabilizing event in the gunman's life. That said, there is still no clear motive right now for this shooting. Yeah, so... Police did find what appeared to be a suicide note in his home. It was addressed to his son. It contained, like, bank information and, quote, rantings in this note. Uh, Card this past summer was treated at a mental health facility after he reportedly hearing voices and allegedly threatening to attack a National Guard facility. About those voices, again, and you know, it's, you have to take some of this just because obviously dealing with some kind of mental health issue here, but he had reportedly started hearing Horrible voices after he started wearing hearing aids, his sister-in-law told NBC. She says he was picking up voices that he had never heard. His mind was twisting them around. He was humiliated by the things he thought he was hearing. I mean, who knows what that is exactly, but just the fact that he had started to... His, his life was changing there. Things clearly. were unraveling on this guy. Yes, and, and that led to this. So they don't know if he's on a boat head to Canada. They don't even know if he's still on the boat, but it appears he had this planned out a little bit. And still so many people fearing his whereabouts because the lockdowns are still in like 50-mile radius, right? Yeah, so- and like uh, some of these reporters, when you see it on, on like the network news, like they're the only ones on the street. They say it's eerie. Like Everyone is heating by this. Everyone's staying locked in for now. There's no vigils. Usually you'll see like a gathering of flowers or whatnot. None of that yet because they want to make sure they're doing the right thing. Some folks complaining they can't even get to the store. Right. Like, and, and they're not trying to be disrespectful. They're just saying, like, how are we going to get supplies if right. we have yeah. to stay here and for how long? Those are actually questions that do need to be answered. Mm-hmm. How about that game? Took forever. <laughs> but the Bucks pulled out the win to start the season, and Dame time was pretty impressive. Brandon Snyder's got that at sports at 745. 1989 returns. Taylor Swift is out with a new version of an old album. Swift's fourth re-release dropped at midnight, and critics love it. Rolling Stone says 1989 Taylor's version has the best vault tracks yet. The deluxe edition includes 16 original tracks from her 2014 album, plus five unreleased songs from the vault, including Say Don't Go and Now We Don't Talk. In a handwritten note to fans, Swift calls it a reflection of the woods we've wandered through and all the love between us still glowing in the dark. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. So this is her fourth re-recorded album after her former label sold her masters back in 2019. So that's a whole big issue there. But again, this goes back to my other point about the marketing. So you have the movie, you have the the era's tour. 
You have to Kelsey. You're on NBC (laughs) with you know one of the most well-known NFL players right now. And there's a there's a method to all of this, right? Like there's a reason for her being on NBC Sunday Night Football again to help raise awareness, sell another album. You and I are on the same page. Like I'm not I'm not into her music, but I just appreciate like I. Appreciate the game. Oh, yeah. She works hard. She's earned every penny. Super smart on all these levels. And right, she works. Those concerts are amazing. They go for two plus hours, right? Two and a half hours is what they're saying on that Mm -hmm. one. And she's redoing all these albums so she can have control of them because they're hers. And the amount of money she's making off it, too. Well done. Congratulations. News is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk. It's heard Saturdays at 10 right here on WTMJ. on Wisconsin's Morning News, Halloween weekend. Everybody's going to be out, right? I'm going to the game, too, on Saturday. I'm not sure what to make of what Madison will be like. Ohio State, under the lights, big game, all that stuff, plus Halloween weekend (laughs) in Madison. Oh boy, maybe maybe we'll jet a little bit early. Maybe it's I'll be, be Cuckoo Town for sure. I'm bringing my kids. God help us. Ooh, hello. <laughs> They're gonna see some stuff. Here's some college. Right. You sure you want to do this? Hey, do you know what happens on Tuesday on Halloween Day? Right here on this very program. See, I don't know Annual if it does. Event now. I, that's not been decided. Okay, well you're right, uh, but we we drop it though. It's a podcast, okay. no matter what. I guess we haven't decided if it's gonna air on the radio. We have not because I don't know if it can. So this is. You don't even know if it can much. I, I'm already committed to it shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is our annual holiday horror radio show on Wisconsin's Morning News. Last year we did The Smoke. Because it's a, a, it's a year-old tradition. <laughs> no, no, it's a tradition. Last year. Doing this for years. Now this year, the uh, radio show is called Santa Claus. We do have a little snippet here. Of the Halloween radio show. So this is, show. these are modeled, let me just re- explain quickly. Eric is a writer, and he likes to do these things. He's <laughs> modeled this after, like, the old-timey radio shows where you get the family around and listen to yeah. And And they're schlocky and odd when you listen back to them now, but they yes. were, you know, that was the entertainment of the day. So in that, with through that lens, you have viewed these various works that you put together. Well, so, But this one is unique because it's it was written by me, but not by me. It was written by me when I was 12. So we found a For story. an actual school project, yeah, and yes. now you have adapted it for the radio. <laughs> yeah, so here's a snippet of Santa Claus, our Halloween horror radio show. What? Uh, I thought I'd just get cold for Christmas. Well, sure, if you do one thing wrong, but you've been naughty all year long. The clock was ticking down. Three, two, one. The large blade fell. And Billy awoke. <laughs> Here we go. Ooh, so, so you play Billy. <laughs> Why did I have to play Billy too? Uh, because you're good at it. I actually wasn't Billy. You my well, no, I wrote it. I wasn't Billy. Oh, so I'm the narrator. Yeah, it's autobiographical. Yeah, seems oddly so. <laughs> my my favorite though about Vince is you ask him to do anything, even if he doesn't want to do it, Debbie. He oh, goes 110. 100. percent I said I'd in. do it. Yeah. And you went all in, so thank you. So we'll have to figure out. We're going to drop it on Tuesday. We'll figure out if we get it on the radio or not. Should We, we should ask people. Should we poll? Should okay. we start a poll now? Well, do you want to hear the whole thing first, on right? the radio? <laughs> well, do you want to hear any more of what you just heard? 
or not. That's fantastic. I don't. Dude, That's a fantastic. ringtone right there. <laughs> Let's get to sports next with Brandon. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks opened up their new season with a 118-117 victory over the Philadelphia 76ers Thursday night at Pfizer Forum. Damian Lillard making his Bucks debut and leaving fans with an unforgettable performance. Banging around, glides in, missed the shot, gets it back, had it knocked away again, gets it again, feeds it out. Lillard, three-pointer for the lead! It's game time! 105-104, Damian Lillard with his first points of the fourth quarter put the Bucks back ahead by one. Dave Kane on the call as Lillard would knock down three of his 39 points. He would set a franchise record for most points in a debut. You know, I think anytime your your team is encouraging you to, to be yourself and do what you do when it's so early, uh, it helps. They're encouraging me to be the person to take control and make decisions and, you know, decide what's going to happen in those moments. And uh, that's that's what I'm here to do. Giannis adding 23 of his own, also setting a franchise record, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most field goals made. Head coach Adrian Griffin speaking postgame on his new impressive duo. You know, Dame is Dame. We knew what we were getting when we got him. We want him to be Dame. We want Giannis to be Giannis. Uh, and those guys are proven. And I thought Dame played a really smart game as far as he knew when he had to take over. And you can see they, they complement each other out there. They really do. And it's only going to get better. You know, like I said, it's just one game. Um, we can't lose sight of, you know, ultimate goal. But it, it was a good start. The Bucks will, be, will next welcome in the Atlanta Hawks on Sunday night. The Wisconsin Badgers are back in Madison tomorrow. A primetime Big Ten showdown with Ohio State is next up for Luke Fickle's team. The former Buckeye turned Badger speaking this week on playing his old team. For me, the most important thing, or the first thing to start off with is it's not about me. It's about the players. It's about our team. It's about our program. It's about the journey that we're on and the process that we're in, not the specifics of, hey, you went to school there. Hey, you played there. Hey, you got guys on your staff from there. When the ball's kicked off, that'll have absolutely no effect on anything that uh, happens on that field. Kickoff in Madison is scheduled for 6.30 on Saturday night. And lastly, the Green Bay Packers are just days away from their Week 8 matchup with their NFC North rival, the Minnesota Vikings. On the defensive side of the ball, the Packers will look to get back on track starting this weekend. And for coordinator Joe Barry, it's all going to begin with his unit. You know, our mindset is we don't have to, we, we don't want to rely on, you know, Hey, let's go down and score a touchdown offensively to win the game. No, let's, you know, let's let us seal the deal. Kickoff is set for noon. Green Bay game day coverage starts at 9 a.m. right here on WTMJ. After hearing Joe Barry, you feel better now. I absolutely confident now. (laughs) We'll ask Tausch about it next. Mark Tauscher joins us on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea man. You're on the same team. Communicate. Let these guys know so that we all understand, hey, we don't have him. We better have alternative opportunities and figure out a game plan. Innovative. You have to have a little bit of Vinny, a little bit of Eric, and mix it all together. And it makes yourself, what is that in that, uh, Bruce Almighty? It makes yourself a heck of a cookie. And if you don't, you just got a bunch of nuts. And Packers Hall of Famer. And that just made the open. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tausch, you're on Wisconsin's Morning News. Sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Going to the Badger game tomorrow, Tausch. It'll be the first for my twins. 16 years old, high school juniors. Halloween weekend under the lights at Camp Randall. They're going to see some stuff tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, they'll see some stuff. They'll be... uh some good educational moments do you come in costume is the question now we're just going to come badgered up 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it's – I don't know if last week or the last game at home was the stripe-out game. I think this is all red. There's going to be some super fun stuff. I know – I don't know if it's been announced. The halftime show is going to be pretty sweet. So, we're uh, – this is what – I think, you know, back in the old days, Coach Alvarez would always say when we'd have these games, we'd play Michigan, we'd play Ohio State, and we were underdogs. That's when the coach would always say, this is why you came to Wisconsin. Vinny, this is why you're coming to the game because the Ohio State has always been kind of the test point for where we're at as a program. Um, we've struggled against them in the past. I think that's a big reason why Luke Fickle is here is to close that gap. And I'm excited to see kind of where we're at uh, in that, uh, I guess, split between Wisconsin and, and Ohio State and Michigan and the big boys in the Big Ten. Is there a similar com- uh, comparison to the uh, Packers and Vikings on Sunday at Lambeau Field? No, I don't think <laughs> <Okay>. it's close. <laughs> if we're at the point now where we're saying, boy, we have to close the gap with the Vikings, um, then I really have concerns. Uh, about where we're at. But Minnesota, you know what? They played, I believe, will be their best game of the year on Monday. And I said this on Wilde and Tausch. I've been saying it all week. I love it. I always want teams to be feeling as good about themselves as they can because that psychological makeup makes such a huge part, especially in NFL games that are usually razors close. Uh, I love the fact Minnesota's coming off their best game. I think they're feeling really good about themselves. And Green Bay, probably, at least I hope, that this the Denver Broncos game was the low point of this season. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I certainly hope that's the case. And I think you're going to see an incredibly highly motivated team with one extra day rest at home. I haven't said this all year. I love Green Bay to win Do on it. Sunday. Do it. Lock really? them in. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I said this yesterday. I didn't get the reaction I hoped for, but you guys know what? So uh, Mad Dog Russo has his show. He's got his whole station on Sirius XM, and he put his job on the line basically saying that the Philadelphia Phillies were going to beat Arizona. They had two cracks at doing it at Philly, and if they didn't, he was going to retire. Yeah. I'm willing. I'm not willing to put my jobs on the line. I hope and you retire. don't. Yeah. But I'm putting Mad Dog Chris Russo's job on the line. That's how confident I feel about the Green Bay Packers beating Minnesota this weekend. Uh, what's the trick-or-treat situation for you back home? Is it, is it a Sunday deal, or do you guys go on, on the night? So we're doing Tuesday. I think okay. Halloween is Tuesday, correct? Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I found my costume. I have a scarf. I don't know what we're actually doing. I think we initially were going to do some type of – Eleanor was going to be Barbie. Max was going to be Ken. They have a couple of buddies that they're doing. And then Sarah and I usually will jump in and whatever the kids throw at us, we do. And I have a scarf and it looks like some type of blue jean. I have no idea. I think we're minions. I think that's what we're doing, Uh, but I don't know. And then that always the tricky part. And I'm sure we'll talk about this on Tuesday. Do you want us? I always want to be out with the kids, but now they're getting to the age where they kind of want to just be with their friends. Do I stay back and hand out the candy bars, or do you go to the neighbors and drink a bunch of Coors Lights and then walk home? I don't know what I'm going to do yet. <laughs> the latter sounds pretty making. awesome. <laughs> it sounds a lot more fun, that's for sure. Yeah, but no, man, Tausch, the kids want to see you. You're that house in that neighborhood. They want to get a candy bar from Tausch. Give them an hour and yeah. then go to the neighbors. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm torn on that because in the past we obviously walked with the kids. Yeah. And we would just leave. You know how that whole thing goes. Dead empty and all that. So, yeah, I've been debating it. I think I'm leaning the way you're thinking, Vinny. I think that's where I'm leaning. Front end. Do you guys feel good? Hey, do you guys feel good about Sunday or do you not? Because I don't sense a ton of optimism coming from you guys. I do not. I just haven't seen anything good <laughs> right. in a while. Give me Zero. Some piece of evidence that I can hang my hat on other than uh, news conference things about, oh, we're going to clean this up. <laughs> nah, you guys are funny daddies. Let's go. Let's get some... Let's get a little bit of positive All mojo right. back. Maybe we can flip this script. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to knock on the door at the booth tomorrow. <laughs> when you're, up there. you're always welcome. Up hey, there. Yeah. Yeah, no, love, I'm a friend of Mark. No, he's expecting me. <laughs> no, Tausch. Tausch. It's Vinny. <laughs> hey, who is that? I can't tell. I can't tell. <laughs>